Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. FM 104 Sunday Night Live with Cormac Moore. Let's picture this one drink. It is Sunday Night Live with myself, Cormac Moore. And uh, joining me on the phone now, who's pulled over on the side of the road, uh, I'm not sure exactly where, but on the way home from Galway, Emma Dorn, what's the story? How are you? I'm good. I'm on the M6. I'm just after the toll bridge. <laughs> myself had a bit of the panic with the change. Oh, lovely. So. Were you one of those people who just took an age to get through the barrier? No, it's a well, no. I tell you what I did. I didn't go back for the 10 cent. Oh. So th- times are good. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm just here. I put on a card, you know, I'll be honest, because I didn't want anyone thinking I pulled over because I was interested in other activities. Oh, other so motorway activities. As, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm looking as granny esque as possible. Listen, Emma, some um, people are into that, though, so be careful. I know, yeah, so I'm just. Thank God I'm on the phone now. To read. I don't have any chance of catching eyes with anybody. So. There's other lads I'm with walking around. sticks and cardigans walking up to you going, is she into this tonight? No? What's going on? Oh, I'll be fine now. Just I'm looking straight ahead. Straight ahead. So good. <laughs> straight okay. ahead. What, were you, what, were you, what, what are you coming back from? So I was in a gig in um, a place called uh, The Black Gate. Right. Um, a new comedy club. It's only their second night uh, oh, called Riff Raff and the MC. In, is Brian Gallagher. And uh, now you can go back and say you gave it a plug on air, so you deserve more gigs. I know, yeah. I'm, I'm the best comedian, giving a plug and everything. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was nice. You know, Galway, there is um, there's a certain vibe in Galway. <laughs> Very relaxed vibe. Very bohemian um, vibe. Everyone's in uh, yeah, hemp jumpers of, and stuff. Yeah, a bit of a, mm, is that incense? What is that smell? Um, <laughs> I thought you said, was that know, incest? And I was like, maybe. Certain parts of Galway might be. <laughs> No, I want to go back. I want to go back. No, incense, incense, uh, heavy smell of incense. But yeah. um, no, it was good. Um, nice old gig. Oh, lovely. Speaking of gigs, um, I love bringing, you know, I've had a few people on now uh, chatting about their their worst gigs that they've ever done. And you've been gigging for the last number of years and some of the yeah. biggest festivals in Dublin and around the country as well and been phenomenally uh, successful and your online sketches are hilarious as well. But I know, I just know uh, from um, deep down in my heart and soul that you've probably done a couple of really gack gigs. Oh, how long is the show? Oh, we've got a few hours, Emma. You can be doing me a favour here. Let's go. I'll just I'll just sit back now. Take it away. Okay. Well, I'll give you the most recent one. Lovely. Of that, of you know, of really kind of up there, bad ones. Um, I'd been asked to do a charity gig. Oh, it was and, tough. Yeah, and it was months, months in advance, and it was a really good cause. And I was like, okay, and I said yes, and then it was you know all of a sudden it was time to do the gig. Yeah. So I was the only entertainment. And it was it was a pretty serious 
charity. It was like sick kids. Can't yeah. get any more serious than that. Yeah. And I think um, before I went on, there was a mom who was, you know, telling the story of her child and trying to get access to, you know, facilities and yeah. medication, or the struggles she'd gone through. And then there was a medical professional on. And it was a sit-down dinner, and they'd actually thought I was going to come for dinner. And I was like, oh, no, I'll, I'll just come and do the set. Like, that's fine. And it was really awkward. And I sat beside this man, and he was like, oh, sure, have some dinner. Like, I'd had my dinner. Do you know what I mean? Yep, like, yep. And I'm chatting to him. And I was like, oh, so what do you do? The guy beside me. And he's like, oh, um, work in RTE. And I knew the second he said it, he was the head of RTE, still is. Oh, wow. So you're going to go and bomb in front of the head of pe- <laughs> yes. the guy who makes people's careers? Yes, Corey. <laughs> yes. Was <laughs> his start, name Eddie I'm by any chance? Oh, it was so awkward. Because like, at the start, I'm just like looking at my notebook and I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe these people had a dinner for me. This is, you know, I feel really bad about this yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm trying to ch- chat to him, but I don't, you know, I don't really want to chat to him because I'm like, oh, I better try and fit, read the room here. What's going on? So, yeah, his wife was the medical professional. And it was just, it was it was terrible. It was a terrible gig. So you're the only entertainment. Was there a DJ or a band or it was just people going up with their heartfelt stories trying to raise yeah. money for a hugely important cause? And now, yeah. Emma Doran with some jokes. Yeah. Oh, God, Emma. It was bad. And this wasn't even that long <laughs> It's like this was in Galway two hours ago. <laughs> no, no. Oh, so that was that was really bad. That wow! Was, and come here. How long? How long were you doing that night? Uh, I think I was doing like twenty minutes. Oh, so like, and was there was there because the problem with those? I don't know if uh, you know you go to a comedy club and everyone's sitting facing the stage. The problem with doing yeah. those dinner things is that it's round table. Half the audience just aren't looking. Oh yeah, it was round table. It was like completely like a, a wedding setup. And I think I was on, and then it was like I was going to be on, and then it was going to be like the raffle, oh, and then it was going to be a DJ. Oh god! And I all, all I wanted to do, like the second I got there, I knew, and I just wanted like right, I'll do this, and I just need to get out the door. But the fact that they had me in a at a table at the top table up the front. No, they didn't. Yeah, they had a goodie bag for me. Um, they were like, there was this uh, chocolate bar and you had to open it and you could win a golden ticket. And I was like, oh, brilliant. And my golden ticket was to compete in the dance-off. When the DJ... <laughs> I was like, lads, sorry, I'm sorry, I have to go. Like, all right, you check. Whatever it takes, I need to leave now. So, so you did, didn't do the dance-off? No. Ah, Emma, come on. No, the I poor sick kids. No, because, do you know what, it was like 10 to 10, and I was like, do you know, I just, I'm going to have to hit that off license and get <sighs> home, guys. So, um, yeah, it was bad. It was really, really bad. Wow, that's, There's been that's... loads of terrible ones. But yeah. that was, just the fact that I was sitting beside the head of Orchie. <laughs> it's always the way, isn't it? Probably oh. at the other table was the head of Sky and E4. Of course, and if you, you know yourself, like, if you had a fantastic gig... No, nobody's there. Yeah. You no know, evidence of this gig. Now, like, you know, like the very person that you want to want to see do really well. Because you're, you're going to have to like wait a couple of years before you even follow up with him if you have an idea, just so he's forgotten. Oh yeah, big time. Like, just and then I had to. 
just the thing that even made it worse. I had to come back down and sit at the table then. Uh, how did you do with that gig, though? How, how did you get on? Did you did it go well or was it was it awkward? No, the gig was awful. No, no, the gig was awful. Um, <laughs> I mean, if it had been amazing, that would have been a great story. And yeah. I just so happened to be sitting inside. No, I tried to... I was like, right... And I, at that stage, it had been going on for hours. So people were quite a good bit on. So um, I think I just tried to get a bit of crowd interaction going. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, It's yeah. one of those gigs that you had to just put your set to the side. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's like material isn't going to work here. They don't care. They don't care that I'm here. Yeah, yeah. This this long story bit I have <laughs> with the setup. No, no. <laughs> No, they just want another gin and tonic and, and, and to get yeah. to the dancing. Have you had any other good, awkward ones? Oh, well, I had one recently enough and um, it was in the International and a guy sitting up the very front, the very front, was a guy who I was mad about when I was 14 and I probably hadn't seen him since. Right. And... Uh, you know, you often you'd be at gigs and you might see somebody you know who you didn't know was there and that's yeah. all fine. But I hadn't thought about this fella since I was 14. And just when I, I made eye contact with him and I just, it actually, like, I, like, fluffed a couple of jokes because I was brought back to 14-year-old me. So basically, I was mad about him, um, tried everything I could <laughs> to like me. He was not into me at all. Oh, no. At all. Like, I'd say he rejected me a good few times. <laughs> it was terrible. And uh, there he was, sitting up. And he, he just looked the same but better. Do you know what I mean? He didn't oh, no. look like... He's like, oh, my God, he looks really rough now or whatever. No. You had no satisfaction of him having a terrible there life and being no fat and bald or anything. Yeah, so then I actually... <laughs> I was actually annoyed. I went up to him after the gig and I gave out to him. I was like, who does that? Who goes to somebody's gig when you haven't seen him in 20 years and sits at the front? I was like, get a grip, get a hold of yourself. Did you actually? I actually, I really gave out to him. I found that was hilarious. And then I went home and he, he'd followed me on Twitter and sent me a message. And I was like, oh, sorry now. It's too late now. <laughs> it's too late. You've you missed that boat. Time. Yeah, sorry, pal. Yeah. Like, he was just saying hello, but... Uh, you know, 14-year-old is going to take that as a win. Yeah, right? definitely. Like, Block him, yeah. report him, ban him. <laughs> yeah. Big time. So, oh, yeah, I think, like, Dublin, especially if you're gigging in Dublin, it's such a small place that there's always somebody popping up at a gig yeah. and they're just like, oh, this person. Yeah, I know. I know. It's like, oh, <laughs> God. There's the father of the child. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop, no. Uh, any other good ones of note worth mentioning or will we move on to your better ones? Better ones? Um, yeah, better ones. I'm trying to think about it. Yeah, a few good ones. I mean, I'm because cre- I'm looking here at your, um, your, your Facebook page where you post a lot of them. Emma Dorn, comedian, if you want to go and have a look at her and follow her and see all her videos up there as well. The cover photo is you standing on what seems a very big stage. Yes, that... Well... Was that the charity event? That is me in the Olympia. Oh, lovely. Yes, that was for a Christmas special on RT. Was this before? This was obviously before you sat down beside RTE, man. Yes. Oh, grand. I don't think he was in that. I don't think he was in that position at that time. That was that was a great gig. But what happened was, uh, I remember my partner's family watched it. 
So I was probably still at the stage where I was like, oh, hello, how are you? Yes, thank you. Um, you know, minding my P's and Q's and whatever. Yeah. So I think when they saw me do stand-up, and I'm like, wearing all these, um, I don't know, adult themes or whatever, they were like, oh my, oh my. So that was a really awkward Christmas, because before that, like, my uh, boyfriend's dad, he, he always asked me about the comedy. He was like, yeah. fascinated with the comedy. Like, and you write it yourself? And you travel here and you travel there. Like, that's fantastic. And then after I did that show, he just ran back to ask me about the car. <laughs> Doing, and how's the car getting on? The car, the car's still going for you, good. Oh, like, yeah. no. <laughs> oh, no. So that was a little, and that's like, you know what I mean? That's crazy. So that was a little bit awkward. But that was that was uh, that was a good gig. You know yourself, like if they're in a if they're in a great uh, venue like that, that's always got to help, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, de- definitely. And um, what other what what would have been your favourite gig to date so far then, ever? My favourite gig to date. Um, God, I'm trying to think because I, I suppose I'm a bit like I don't know what you're like, but once I have one, I just kind of move on to the next one. I don't really. Dwell on them. Uh, do you not bask in glory and then post a load of Instagram tweets about how amazing your life is and how you're doing so much better than everyone else? Oh, no, because you know yourself, like, you could have a fantastic gig on Saturday and then you go and do a gig on Sunday and it's like, oh, you it's do horrible. stuff and it's horrific. <laughs> I think <laughs> yeah. I did, maybe one of the ones I did in Vodafone and I remember, I didn't know she was there, but dear Joe Kane came up to me after and she's like, oh, that was brilliant and, oh, like, um, really enjoyed that or whatever. Uh, so like oh you know like things like that where somebody yeah. you kind of admire happens to be at one of your gigs or whatever and you didn't know that they were there. Um, so it's just little things like that or even I think just if you get messages from people the next day and stuff like that that's always really nice. Yeah, saying um, quick comedy and never come back here again. <laughs> <laughs> no, the nice ones, the nice yeah. ones. Um, but. You know, like, I'm kind of like, if, uh, if I have a good time, they have a good time, then I'm kind of happy out, like, but I just move on to the next one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> better off, don't bask it, because it can be taken away in, in oh, 10 minutes oh, somewhere, yeah. it can be a horrible 10 minutes uh, somewhere else. You're, uh, yourself and Julie J have a podcast, um, What we what do. is it, and how's it going? Yeah, it's going good, so we have a podcast, it's called Up to 90, and we just talk, it's basically just talk anything and everything to do with the 90s. Oh, lovely. So... Uh, yeah, like it's so funny now looking back to the 90s. So, like, we were teenagers in the 90s, the 90s, as we call it, like our glory days. You know what I mean? That's like that's yeah. when we peaked pretty much. But when we look back at it now, it's so funny to see all these things that you thought were just like, you know, nice and innocent or whatever. Like, we're looking back at Saved by the Bell. It's like, oh, Screech did the porn and everything. Or Screech was like, in jail. Screech, like, stabbed someone and was in jail afterwards like, in real crazy. life. Like, Everything, like, everything to do with, like, American pop culture, everything you look back at, it's like, oh, they did a porn. Oh, they did a porn. And apparently, if you read Screech's book, uh, it's all like, they were all riding each other left, right and centre. Oh, yes. I think he went on to say that he had a ghost. This is what he said. He said he had a ghost writer and that it was kind of taken out of context. Okay, okay. Because all the cast said, Screech is talking crap, like, he's, He's just trying to make a quick book or whatever. He probably is, but, but it's um, a better story than them not having sex with each other. Of course. <laughs> I mean, of course. Screech did what he had to do to get a few quid. Like, he'd all do the yeah. same. You gotta, he got to make mean, bail, you know? 
I mean, when I would talk about this podcast later, I'd say, yes, well, me and Judy were in a sexual relationship. Like, that's what I have to do. <laughs> and that's what we like, record on a weekly basis. It just gets the numbers <laughs> out, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, we just look back at the 90s and the odd time we'll have a guest on just for a bit of crack. Like, we had Garoud um, Farley on and we were talking about Spice Girls. Oh, lovely. And Garoud was great because he hates the Spice Girls. Ah, Garoud. I know, I think he was saying like everyone assumes because he's like he's gay that he's gonna be like a major Spice Girls fan. But um no, he, he, he didn't like Spice Girls because he reckons they stole the idea of shampoo. What? Yeah, you know like the girl power idea. No well I know the girl power idea, but when you say shampoo the Shampoo so it was like a duo, um two blonde girls. Oh yeah. I'm yeah, googling them now, I'm having a look. Oh, uh, I can see what they yeah, are very similar kind of style, maybe. Yeah, so that's oh god, that's yeah. where he was coming from on that one. But, oh, um, they did, Rob. I'm looking at them. They have like uh, one of their single covers has "Girl Power." They're both holding rings, and one of them says yeah. "Girl," and the other one says "Power." My God! Yeah. yeah, and he said that Jerry Halliwell actually admitted in her autobiography that she kind of got the idea from them. Like Jerry, you stole it. <laughs> She's like, I kind of. Got I was inspired by it. No, you robbed it. Wow! Yeah, so, hang on, you, you and Julie and Gar Garo discussed this on which episode? Uh, Spice Girls episode. Right, I'm going to go listen to that later on now. Yeah, he's he's a he's a great man for the research. He, he really is. unravels <laughs> a web of lies from the Spice Girls. But I'm still going to see them in May. Like, on. <laughs> yeah, yeah but like, he's calm not down, Garo. Garo's not going. So, um, yeah, so we cool. just chat about everything to do with the '90s, and um, you think like there's so much stuff there, like you'd never you'd never run out of stuff to talk about and obviously there's so many people who are still knocking around that you'd associate with yeah. the 90s like we were talking about Madonna the other week um, and like so we'll be talking about her say at the moment the way she was getting a lot of slack you know the way she's getting slack about her new bum well I haven't I, I'm not up to date on, on her, her bum development as her of bum, yes well her bum is the latest thing now right okay but she's six, I think she's going to be 61 this year Wow. So we were just looking back at her in the 90s. And even just in the 90s, she she completely changed her look, I'd say, about eight times. Yeah. So we were like, maybe this is just, you know, how much of it is actual her doing stuff and how much of it is just publicity because she's just a publicity machine. Mm, yeah, yeah, she kind of um, knows how to so work the old joke. Yeah, we are having a chat about her. So, uh, yeah, me and Judy met through doing stand-up comedy. Uh, um, so, yeah, I know, because I've seen your, you've done a couple of live shows, I think, as well, with the Dublin Podcast Festival, and both of you are gigging. I know Julie J was gigging, I think she was opening for Tommy Turnan recently as well? Yes, and she was there tonight as well. Oh, in Galway? No, she was in Vickers oh, tonight sorry. for Tommy Turnan, yeah. Oh, fair play to her. Yeah. But listen, this so, is all uh, about you, Emma, don't mind her. I don't know. Well, she's <laughs> Screw having a her. Time, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I know, I'm delighted, because I think, are you not... Don't quote you on this, but I'm pretty sure we're the only two people doing comedy that are actually friends. That are actually friends? Yeah. Oh, right. I'd say so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I think you'd be right, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it definitely different. could be right. Speaking of gigs and stuff, are, where are you gigging? Are you gigging around Dublin the next couple of weeks? I am. I'm in the International now next weekend. Cool. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Oh, the whole weekend. Lovely. Yeah. So uh, that'll be handy. I'll just have to nip into town for those, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. and come here, how far away from home are you right now? Um, I'm about an hour, 20 minutes, maybe. Right, okay, well, listen, um, I better let you go because you're stuck on the side of the road on the, ho on the way home from Galway, from Gigan. Uh, Emma, uh, Doran, thanks a million for coming on. And uh, sure, listen, we'll be chatting again and you'll be in with the lads in the strawberry soon enough anyway.
I'm yeah. sure. Ah, yeah, but you look, I'll talk to you soon. Fair play to you, Emma. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Bye. No worries. Bye, bye, bye. Emma Dorn. You can check her out. Uh, Emma Dorn, comedian on Facebook. Loads of hilarious videos on the Up to 90 podcast she does with Julie J as well, which I'll be delving into after this. Don't know about you. Didn't realise Spice Girls were stealing stuff. Heartbroken uh, and shocked. On the way, I'm going to be... We're going to be hearing from Frank Cronin. Uh, you know, he's doing his 500-mile walk from San Fran to L.A. See how he's getting on? It's taken him a hell of a long time. He's walking 500 miles from San Fran to L.A. He's also sleeping rough, sleeping out in the open and trying to gig along the way, all raising money for charity. So we'll see how he's doing, see if he's still alive, see if he's nearly come close to death uh, in about five, five minutes' time, right after music from The Academic. Sometimes it's on the way. FM 104, Sunday Night Live with Cormac Moore. 